Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Fitbucks Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome there as well. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the difference between financial advisors versus financial planners, the small differences, their flaws, what you should be doing, like should you use one or not, especially for young professionals, are they worth it? We're going to be talking about all that stuff coming up today. Uh, as always though, before we jump into it, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe, leave some comments, share with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube or on, if you're listening on the podcast, Make sure that you uh, subscribe as well so you're notified when new episodes come out. It helps us grow. It helps you guys grow. That's what we're trying to do is win-win situation. Everybody achieving financial freedom. That's the goal. Also, if you guys haven't heard, we got a new financial planning technology out. Again, the goal, financial freedom. So make sure you sign up for the technology. Let's jump right into it. Okay. Financial planners versus financial advisors. Okay. So first and foremost, a financial planner can also be a financial advisor but it can't happen the opposite way. A financial advisor cannot be a financial planner or is not a financial planner, okay? So there's there's subtle differences there and nuances and, and it's important to understand these nuances so you can understand when I talk later on about should you use them or not, I'll, I'll answer that question for you, okay? I'm gonna start off with financial advisors, okay? When you think of financial advisors, think of investments. That's what they are there to help you with. Now. Most people associate financial advisors with stock investing. Why? Because that's what most of us are using them for. Uh, however, there's other advisors. They advise on like insurance products. Um, they also advise on like real estate. Like you can find a real estate advisor, oil and gas advisor, energy advisor that helps you specifically within those investments. Okay. The public doesn't necessarily know about those ones. So the quote unquote financial advisor that you're used to dealing with or that you're used to hearing about are primarily going to be investing in stocks. Okay. And like ETFs and whatnot. Now, with that said, uh, do young individuals need advisors? Do older people need advisors? Probably not. Okay. The reason being is because advisors are, are paid as a percentage of assets. Okay. So like if I'm a financial advisor, this is why the public knows us with the stock market so much. Okay. Is because if I have somebody, a client that has a hundred grand invested, I could very easily charge them 1% a year or $1,000. I just take it right out of their assets. But if you come to me and say, well, I want a real estate advisor, it's very hard for me to charge you. Okay. Like you got to write me a check all the time to advise you. It's, it's a lot harder. So the path of least resistance is where people go, right? So when we talk about financial advisors, that's why they tend to be in the market. Now, think about this though. If they're getting paid as a percentage of your assets, why would they help a young person? 
I mean, think about that. At like $10,000 investment, they're going to get paid $100 a year. Why would they deal with the headache? So therefore, most advisors, they're going to require you to have a lot of assets in order to work with them. Or if you don't, they're just going to put you into a, a robo-advisor. Okay, so similar like the, the hybrid robo-advisor that we have um, at Fitbox because it's, it's more cost efficient for them. And you shouldn't be paying those high fees. There's no reason for it because you're not going to get that customized down to the stock advice. But not only that, so for young people, financial advisors basically mean nothing. Okay, so you shouldn't be using them. But I even contest that with older people. I know I'm not going to go through this whole story because I've done this on other podcasts and other videos in the past. But like I have a family member, for example. I mean, this family member had $3 million or has $3 million. Okay. They've had a financial advisor for like 15, 20 years. They were charging them 1%. And I'm like, I look at the account. I'm like, how often do you talk to this person? They're like, oh, about 15 minutes a year. I'm like, they're literally just taking her money and putting it into a robot advisor. And I was like, why are you paying this fee? So she switched it. And as she was switching it to like our hybrid robot advisor that we have at Fitbox, then the advisor called her and said, well, why are you switching it? And it's like, oh, well, because... Um, you're, you're overcharging me on these fees. She's like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I'll drop them for you. It's like, she wasn't doing anything for $3 million in assets. That cost that person over 10 years, 150 grand. So that, like I said, they've been with them for 20 years. So that person basically got $300,000 ripped off from them because the advisor literally wasn't doing anything. And if I wouldn't have said anything, they would have continued to lose another $300,000 over the next 20 years. So overall, over the 40 years of working with this person, they would have lost $600,000 for no reason. So for me, I oftentimes say, you know, unless you're worth tens of millions of dollars, you don't really need a financial advisor, an investment advisor. In fact, if you're that wealthy, you probably could do it yourself, okay? But yeah, if you're younger and if even if you are older and you have money, you, you probably don't need a quote-unquote financial advisor. What you should be probably using if you want to use anything, if you don't want to do it yourself, is like a robo-advisor, okay? Those of you that don't know what I was talking about when I was talking about like our advising uh, new technology at, at Fitbox, what I was referring to is, is I saw these problems of, you know, people do want some managed money, but these fees are ridiculous for what they're doing. So we created a hybrid robo-advisor. So a lot of it's automated, so it's cheaper. But we call it hybrid because we also give you the opportunity to talk to a coach to answer your investment questions. It's not just some black box. Okay. So that's what I'm referring to. All right. But for financial advisors themselves, personally, I don't see any need, especially for younger people to have one. So again, financial advisors think investments. Okay. Now versus financial planners, financial planners are supposed to look at it from a holistic standpoint. Okay. So they're looking at everything from your budget to your goals to everything, your age, all that type of stuff, your debt, your family situation, uh, everything is what they're supposed to be looking at. Now, with that being said, let's look at the industry, okay? Financial planners, some of them, yes, are financial advisors, so they can make money off of selling insurance products and asset management. So if I'm that type of planner, I need to go to people that have that type of need, which is again, older people. Older people are gonna have assets and insurance needs. So therefore, and like estate planning needs. So therefore planners even tend to gravitate towards older people. Now there's other types of planners that 
will look at and just charge you a fee like a thousand to three thousand dollars is the, is the typical fee range most of the time it's going to be like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for a financial planner to actually build a financial plan for you okay and they'll look at this holistically but there's two problems with that one is that again because most of these people focus on like older individuals they know very little about what actually matters to young professionals so things like uh, student loans and the different types of repayment plans or a mortgage like what type of mortgage should i get into most of them are like there's a difference like there's other things besides a 30-year principal interest mortgage like they don't even they don't know these things and these are extremely important for young people to do the right thing so like the other day i was talking to a group of financial planners um, I think there was about 15 or 20 of them and we were just at this conference together and I asked them, they like, well, how come like what you guys are doing at Fitbox is so different? I said, let me give you an example. Okay. How many of you guys know what mortgage points are? Not a single one of them rose their, raised their hand. Every single one of them had their own house too. And they're financial planners and financial experts, but not one of them knew what mortgage points were. Okay. Like they don't know these things. Like they sit there and say, well, we can help you with the budget and set up these plans, but it's like, that's not. How can you set up a plan when you don't know these things? And these are the most important things for younger individuals, okay? So that's the first thing that really limits financial planners. They, they do have awesome intentions. They want to help you. But their their knowledge of these products, they, they, they just, they can't help a younger person. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is that in the financial services industry, it's a, it's a fact that nobody wants to go younger because... Younger people don't have money. So how does this play with financial planning? Well, like I said, these things cost $1,500 to $3,000, these financial planners start. How many new grads that are like zero to five years out of school do you know that are just going to have $1,500 laying around or $2,000 or $3,000 laying around to pay this? Not very many. So naturally, financial planners just shy away from that. They focus on what they know, which is older people with estate planning and that type of stuff. Plus, those people can pay them. Okay, so again, financial planners, I, I, I talked to a lot of people over the last, you know, young professionals over the last three, four, five years that are like, I'm going to go to a financial planner. I'm like, what are you hoping to get from this person for the fee that you're paying? And oftentimes, they can't even say it. Okay, they can't tell you. So that's, you know, financial planners, one big thing. Now, the other part, though, let's just say they, they do know these things. I know and know stuff about student loans. They know stuff about mortgages and all that type of stuff. There is a complete lack of transparent technology. Okay, so they might be able to do some numbers and then they show you some graphs. But what ends up happening is they come out and they spit out like, like the smallest one I've seen is like a six-page PDF. And the biggest ones I've seen are like 20 pages of PDFs. And it's a bunch of numbers and plans and it, like do this, therefore this happens. Hey, good luck. Like most of us don't have a financial education or a financial background. So you're reading through that stuff. It makes no sense whatsoever. And then if you want to be like, well, what if I, if, if instead of doing that, what if I do this? They got to rerun their entire system again. And then they send it to you another day. And it's like, wait, what? How am I comparing these? I don't even know what I'm comparing here. Which one allows, what, how can I look at the trade-offs between like this student loan repayment plan, this type of mortgage? Like, like, should I buy a house? What about like this type of like purchase price for a house versus that? Should I even be rent versus buying? Like, I can't compare any of these things. Okay, so with the financial planning industry, it's very hard to get help for a younger professional. Okay, and that's the, the, the difference, though, like I said, in this podcast is the difference between 
advisor and planner, the planner is supposed to be helping you holistically. So if you're going to go to a planner, you feel like that you have that need okay, as a younger professional or you want financial help and you don't want to go to Fitbox, which I'll talk about in a minute. Financial planners would be the one that you would want to go to. The only problem is I wanted to go through that. So that way you understand what type of help are you really going to get. Okay. So, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is not just financial advising versus financial planning, but what should you do? In my personal opinion, neither one of them is worth the fees. Neither worth of them. It's just not worth it for a young professional, which is one of the big reasons why I was so excited to get out our new technology because I saw these problems way back in 2010, 2009, 2011, when I was in wealth management. And I started creating technology to solve those issues that would be like cost efficient, make it easy to look at trade-offs, all that type of stuff in my financial plan. And after years of beta testing and building up the technology, it, it's out. And so these different things, you, you could build a financial plan. Because like I said, your goal is to build a financial plan. Like investment advice means nothing unless you have an overall plan. Okay. And those of you that have seen our webinar or watch our stuff on financial freedom, you know, the number one thing is how you organize it. So the three categories, right? Money for today, money for future self, and then risk management. And then the second primary thing is what do you focus on? It's not like the individual components of how the investments are. That's not what you focus on first. The focus is on higher level. Right now, I have a lot of money going towards day-to-day -to -day money with the expenses and maybe a low amount going towards future money, which is investments and debt. Your goal is over time to switch that. And that's what a financial plan or a financial planner should be focusing on you doing. That is the only focus that you should be focusing on. And then the smaller things, once you have that down, then it's like, now where are my investments going? What are my number one goals that achieve short-term, long-term, all that type of stuff. But that's the goal, the big goal. That's what you need to be focusing on your financial plan. Okay. And so with the technology that we have, you can literally do that. Okay. Like you build your profile, it sets up everything. You build your plan, the transparency, you can see the graphs. It's not a PDF. We summarize it like in the score. Again, I'm not going to go into too much details. Because this isn't like a you know, Fitbucks podcast about the technology. This is for the difference between advisors and planners. But I also said this is which one should you use, okay? Again, to summarize this short podcast, financial investment advisors, okay? They're going to only look at investments. That's it, financial advisors. Financial planners are going to look holistically. Some of them might be a financial advisor, but they're supposed to be looking at it holistically. But like I said in this podcast, there's some major flaws in there. And I wanted to make sure I pointed out those flaws because regardless of if you use Fitbucks or not, I don't want to see you guys wasting two, three grand on something that is garbage. Okay. Here's the other big problem with those PDFs that I told you about that people, that these planners make. They're like six pages, 12 pages, 20 pages. They give it to you. As soon as you leave, a day goes by, stock markets change, whatever happens. That plan is obsolete. It's, it's no longer relevant. So what are you tracking? Like, it just doesn't make sense. So anyways, that's the podcast today. Advisors versus uh, planners. Should you be using them or not? My personal opinion is no. Uh, but that's the main difference. So I want to make sure I touch on that. Again, if there's topics you guys want us to touch on, be sure to let us know. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the channel. That way you know, uh, get notified when new episodes come out. I'm talking to you soon.